Time blocking isn't enough. You have to take action. And I think people are conflating with put this on your calendar and you're going to do it. That's right. That's right. And that isn't good enough. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Mike, every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business to make them more profitable and productive. And this week, I want to disrupt the way you think about bad advice. And the bad advice that we uh, hear over and over and over in productivity circles, and especially in our industry, is just time block it. You know, Mike, if you want to accomplish something in life, if you have really big goals and you haven't achieved them yet, why don't you just time block it? And what I want to dispel today is the awful advice of just time block it. And I know that you're a proponent of time blocking, I so <laughs> I can't wait to start this conversation. Well, I'm thinking about all the times I'm the guy that's telling people to time block it. So, like, I'm... I'm thinking all the people that are saying, hey, that's the guy that's telling me to. So that's why I smile like that. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting to me is that if just time block it worked or just eat healthy or effective, then what we wouldn't need were 60,000 books on Amazon for time management. Because if it were as easy as just put it on your calendar, we would totally collapse the self-help industry of time management. And so what I want to talk about today is why most advice or most of the simplified, what Tyler and I have now dubbed as justisms, like just think bigger or just time yeah. block it. Most yeah. of the time is actually detrimental to someone's progress. And so one of the challenges I've had recently in coaching um, a lot of our CEOs and top agents is that they're unable to get everything done in their day that they, of course, want to get done. And they're unsure of how to prioritize that. That's the challenge, I think, that we all run into, especially in an on-demand world. And so most people give them the advice of just time block it or just put it on your calendar. And I know that that's advice that you like. So uh, I want to really unpack and understand why it works for you and doesn't work for me. So from a time blocking perspective, why, how has time blocking been effective for you um, in a, in, from a growth perspective? So I, I guess doing big things to me is about habits. So time blocking allows me to develop the muscle to create the habit, if that makes sense. So like time blocking gives me, so in my mind, if something's important for me, I normally set an appointment for it. So I never would move any, like if I have an appointment to meet with a client, I wouldn't move that to do something else. If I have a, a hair appointment, I know I have this been a long time <laughs> How long since, since I went to the barber shop, <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily move that. So Time blocking allows me a, like a physical like time in my day to where I make sure I can get what's important to me done. And by having the discipline to make it, it then becomes a habit. And then I don't necessarily have to time block for it because the habit is then created, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah, one thing I want to highlight that you mentioned is um, a, well, a couple a couple of themes from that is one that if you time block it, then um, that you build the discipline or you exert the discipline to take action on it, and that you um, that you follow that time block that you set aside. The key word that I think um, shows up in there is the idea of like self discipline or self control or what amounts to be really an executive function. And, and for those that have high executive function, as in like they have the ability to exert self-control and willpower, time blocking works really well. Because what, what I heard you say is that you wouldn't not do something that you set out your intention to go do. Right? If you said, hey, I'm going to make five calls and I've set my attention to make these five calls, you honor that commitment to yourself. Is that accurate? Well, I, I think it's actually not willpower. What it does is it, it falls on the habit because I set the time block on a regular basis, which allows me to create a habit. Do okay. you see what I'm saying? I, I, I see the premise of it. Um, I see the the downfall of it in that um, <laughs> when we typically give people the advice of time block, what we find is they very rarely take action on the items they time block. They'll put it on their calendar, but they won't actually take action. That's right. So it, it, they're de you, it, it's more than just time blocking. You have to then take action during the time block. So, so what I agree causes with you that difference then for you? Uh, what causes the, so I was for the longest time, I was the guy that had stuff on my calendar that when it came along, I just kept doing what it is that I was doing. It's just, yeah. you have to, uh, what allowed me to like not do that is if I do it on a, it's having the discipline to do it the first time and then creating the habit around doing the behavior during that time, then it, it's a habit. It's not, to me, when I'm making, say I'm lead generating, and I, I always tell this story. You know, I read, I read a book, and everybody who's talked to me has heard this story. So you are 287% more likely to be a millionaire if you, if you make your bed. And I'm, you guys, I don't know if you guys know me, I'm not, I'm not uh, naturally a, a bed maker. Okay. So it's the habit of making that bed every day, making that bed every day, the activity, and then the cumulative activity, that's where the, the rewards come from. So time blocking allows me to do that activity every day, and then I don't have to rely on willpower because I do it every day at a certain time. If I let that time pass, and I, then I'm relying on my willpower because now I'm making phone calls or I'm lead generating at seven, six o'clock at night. And now I'm relying on my willpower. But if I time block during the day, set an appointment, that's my habit. Then the energy level is much lower, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think time blocking is, uh, has a lot to do with uh, your priorities. Kay and I were talking about it. And like if you are... Um, if you don't know your priorities and it kind of depends on your priorities, if basically what you're doing is essentially just creating time for like using a finite amount of time for those said priorities. But if you don't know your priorities, then 
time blocking, just gen- like, well, just time block time to do blank. Like, well, what is it? And are, do you actually, is it a priority? And if it's not, you're just like um, time blocking the meal prep. If meal prep's not a total priority, like. Just, right. You don't yeah. do it. So I'll give you a perfect example. We're in a we're in a world where, you know, we celebrate touchdowns. We celebrate slam dunks in real estate. We celebrate contracts. Right. But me and you, you don't even think about contracts. You think about the leading indicators that the contract is the lagging indicator. So I time block for those leading indicators so that I don't even have to think about the lagging indicator. I don't even think about how many contracts I write. So if I don't have clarity around that priority, if I don't have clarity around that actual activity, then I won't do it. Okay, so I want to I want to make sure you both know that you're you're um, you're well intended and wrong, uh, <laughs> and and here's why I say this is that um, if we subscribe to the ideas of these justisms of like just make it a priority even let's say we're still relying on one's ability to exercise um, executive function, and so like as two people who are highly ADHD what we have is really an executive functioning disorder, right? As we know what to do, but knowing what to do is not effective in doing. And, and that's because um, we, we typically don't have the issue of knowledge. It's a, it's the problem is applying knowledge typically in application is someone with an executive functioning um, issue like ADHD. And so what's required then becomes is it really eventually needs to be like environmental control and a number of different like tactics or techniques to create outcomes. And so when you think about, um, building habits to time block, let's say, or when you think about building habits to meal prep or to eat healthy, um, all of that works great. However, uh, it requires a series of a number of steps in order to get to the necessary actions to even make um, it effective. So let's, th- let's break down meal prep, for example. So if we want to eat healthy, how many habits go into eating healthy and meal prepping? Because unfortunately, meal prepping is actually not a habit. Meal okay. prepping is actually a series of actions that, that lead to being able to meal prep alone. Because I have to do what? I have to wash dishes. I have to have, so therefore I've got to have clean utensils, right? I've got to have the, the right equipment and clean equipment. I've got to have, I've got to go grocery shopping, which is an activity. Mm-hmm. that I have to have taken. Um, so I've had to have had a habit to somehow get the right, me- the right list of ingredients together, the right recipe together, have gotten to the grocery to order them, um, and then I've got to um, have them all washed, and I've got to have all my equipment that's necessary together, and I need to know my recipes and have the oven preheated and all these other items done. Right. It's actually a series of a number of events. It is all that, it's that series of events that actually cripples someone like Tyler and I, or that actually cripples most of us, by the way, because what we actually needed in that example was about six new habits. And we have a really hard time building just one. Right. And that's because we exist on a set of habits today 
which means building a new one creates a whole new working of a habit loop every time we add one. And the, the example of meal prep, there's six or five or how, you know, how are we slicing? And so when we think about everything that we're trying to create, quote unquote, like priority for or take action on, we actually end up having to rewire an entire set of habit loops for us every time we do one new thing. So what I would argue is that that uh, time blocking is just awful advice because what we really need is environmental control. We need to create a, a world where meal prepping is the only outcome. And even more next level would be then, how do we not meal prep at all? How do we let someone else who has Delegated. the habit of meal prep deliver yeah. what, everything that's needed to take the first five steps out of that activity? Yeah, uh, I guess... Time blocking for me provides the environment to where, no, this is what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? I, so I like totally, I'm protecting that moment yeah. in time in order to do that. It's in my mind, I'm setting, setting part a time, an environment for me to, for that to happen. Yeah. I, I totally um, understand. Like I'll go back to my knowledge, my knowledge example of, I know it. But knowing it and then doing it or having it be effective, it's not at all effective for me. Is time blocking effective for you, Tyler? It's really more like if I, it's, I just schedule, I'll, I'll leave time open. If, so I, I'll use editing as an example. If I've got to edit a video and I kind of have a rough idea of how long it'll take, I'll make sure I just simply don't schedule something that morning. But I also won't be like, I'm giving myself two hours to work right during this time. Instead, I really just am like, I'm going to give myself more than enough time during this time to do it because I know I'm going to probably procrastinate clean my office <laughs> and I'll probably find three other tasks to do while I'm just kind of like putting the video together in my head. And then when it's like crunch time, then the, uh, the hyper focus happens and then I get it all done and I'm then I'm always left with the feeling of like man if I just if I just did it like right away I would have been done three hours ago yeah. but it's so tell me about your day how does your day begin well it used to be really 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 re regimented and structured and um that to me is time block yeah yeah and it's not as much anymore it probably should start out that way more uh, but um, but because time blocking doesn't work as effectively for me, and I say that because it requires, um, it requires self-control and it requires like impulse control or envir like environmental control for, and because, um, I live in a house with three ADHD people, myself included, um, environmental control, impulse control and self-control are pretty much things that don't exist. And so what I, so to build scaffolding around that. I go with like uh, vertical blocking as in I know what I have to do uh, based on what day of the week it is and then how can I force an action on myself by creating an external like demand or an external stimulus or an external consequence if I don't take that action. Okay. So for instance, I know that I have 14 coaching calls on Wednesday. And they start on the hour and 
and on the thirty and on the half hour. That's how my Friday which means is. if I do not get on the if I um, don't honor that window of time, then I'm dishonoring the next person who starts at at nine o'clock or at nine thirty and so on. And so because I've built zero t- um, uh, transition time between them, it's it's easy to make that transition, or there is no transition now. Because I would argue, Tyler, you, you, do you struggle with transition? Uh, yeah, I think if I have to like go and if I have to, if I'm editing and then I have to stop and go film or. How long does it take you to start editing again? I mean, it'll take an hour. Yeah. So like if you think about a transition time, you'll go from like if yeah. you finally hyper focus on editing and then you get interrupted or stop starting editing again is nearly impossible. And so because of that reason, I have to vertically block the one activity that requires no transition, Hmm. which means I can do all of my coaching calls in a row because there's no, there's no transition needed. Right. I'm not even, I don't take lunch or eat or any of those things because there's no reason to transition. It's all one hyper-focused activity with external barriers or boundaries that like force me to do that activity but if not i have no idea what i would do yeah (laughs) it wouldn't be what i should do Mm -hmm. i know that much i'd probably listen to something that's entertaining or i'd probably like learn something because that creates a ton of dopamine i mean that's that's the thing i think to is that oftentimes we we cognitively believe that we can change our actions by um, using simplified advice like just time block it or just eat healthy or just whatever. However, we're fighting biology and the biology we're fighting is the, the simplified version of a habit loop or a dopamine response, right? And so as two people who have a dopamine response issue, we gravitate towards those things that stimulate us with dopamine, which is not editing or not right. Typically a responsible task. That's right. right. So, so what I found is that if you're someone who can time block, which like, thankfully, Michael, I haven't always been this way. Like, this is the thing. Like I learned how to do this Um, for the longest time. I was that guy that I had off on my calendar during the weekend. And guess what I was doing on the weekend? Not off. So I wasn't off. Yeah. And so you just have to make a decision. And there's certain, like, the, the, the most success I've ever had, um, like, what, 50% of what we do is a habit. And if I can get up in the morning without thinking and do this and do this and do this and do this. Do you this, follow the same routine? I do. Is, I your, fo- is your toothbrush in the same location? Yes, it is. is your, uh, do you have something on your nightstand? Um, uh, yeah, but is everything, do you, is everything in the same exact location for the no, most part? I'm not guy? that guy. Okay. No, I'm not that guy. As I say, cause a lot of times that's one of the things I think we discount is the fact that like most of our, we, most of what we think is subconscious is actually environmental like cause mm-hmm. yeah. as in like, if your toothbrush is in the same location, you br- like, then it's, it is your cue Yes, you, it prompts action. you to have the habit. So 
Uh, for one, I'm really bad at like taking like pills. So if I get a prescription, I have to leave it out because if I set it anywhere, I'm not taking it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking it. So I do need visual cues in order to prompt me to do a behavior. That's right. And that's why if you have keys, right, if you lose, you'll lose your keys if you don't place them in the same place right. over and over. Right. If you don't have a system for keeping track of something or an environmental like response that creates a cue or a stimulus for you to take action on something, most of the time it won't, it won't happen or at least it won't happen consistently. And so or I think about time blocking is I think about as instead is how do we get forced behavior and not, not by, not truly forced by force, but how do we, how do we create encouraged an environment where the only option is that behavior because that's the best behavior for us? Because I don't have the ability to exert willpower to not eat the cookies in my pantry. They just have to be gone. Therefore, they have to be out of the environment. Okay. Or they have to be in an environment that I can't get access to. So if Lauren has the ability to ha exercise willpower, then she has to move them somewhere where I don't know where they are or where they're locked or, or whatever I heard yeah an interesting take on willpower once i can't remember where but it was like suggesting you do keep cookies like you're not a shit ton of them but you have you keep them in the cookie jar in front of you so that when you actually deny yourself it you get a release of dopamine when you say no yeah that's and not it happening. Was like a little it's gonna be the dopamine me eating it I, yeah, me too, bro. That's me too. And that's yeah. what I was like arguing. Like you shift the way you get the dopamine, and so it yeah. is like a, that is good. It's a way to actively practice willpower, and it's but you have to choose. Like, what do you want to? What do you want to exert energy on? Yeah. Do you want to exert energy on saying no? I'm not gonna have a cookie or six. Or that's do you like want to like not have them. That just makes me think of David Goggins. Like, that's such a David Goggins movie. Well, is that the dude that takes cold showers yeah. just to feel yeah. the pain of taking yeah. a shower yeah. cold? Yeah. Every, like, <laughs> so, he's all about suffering, right? Yeah. Like, I could, okay, so I could see some of that. So then let's think of, like, let's then, so if time blocking works for you, awesome. Do more time blocking. Yeah, do it, yeah. If it doesn't work, aka, like, me, or yeah. apparently Tyler with editing, um, then what other options are available? Tyler, what have you found to be effective in taking action on something that you uh, resist taking action on or procrastinate yep. that allows you to be more effective? Uh, deadlines. If I, okay. And I, I have to tell the person a deadline too. If it's a self-imposed deadline, like, all right, I'm going to get this done, I won't do it. But if I tell somebody I'm going to get it done, then I make sure I'm like, okay, I, it, it has to be, I have a video series I put out every Friday at noon and I told the guy that if I, like, I told him I'll post it by noon on Friday. So I make sure I at least have that video done, whether it's <coughs> Friday morning and it's coming to a, like, hey, is this good to go? Then I'll, it'll be two did hours Did you before. pick noon on Friday or did he? He did. He did, okay. After, like, kind of talking about, like. <clears throat> and yeah. so what I heard you say was that you wouldn't hit that deadline if it was your own deadline, but you'll hit it to someone else. Obliger. Okay. Perfect. So uh, external accountability, commitment to someone else. That's an Perfect. obliger. What else? Good thing. That's honestly probably the one thing okay. that I found that has helped. Because How I've old are you? 30. How old are you? 38. When I turned 37, 38, my check engine light kicked on. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like at certain time, 
it's about energy conservation. Yeah. And so having as much things automated and on autopilot, I could not. Willpower is finite. Willpower by nine o'clock, if I'm trying to deny myself a cookie, guess what? I'm eating a cookie. But at 10 in the morning, I'll deny myself because my willpower is at its highest. So I get a time block to do all the things that are important to drive my day in that morning so that at night I don't have to rely on my willpower. And as you, as I'm 41, but I don't want to rely on willpower because if I rely on willpower at this stage, I'm going to be eating cookies. (laughs) Does that make sense? Absolutely does. Absolutely. So a couple of things um, when we think about improving effectiveness and and adoption rate or implementation of something that you want to execute on um, is you could use physical timers or clocks in your environment. I know that you don't, you have a timer that you use, right? I do. You both do? Perfect. I do. I use a timer every morning. I have. I make sure I can see it. Yeah. So as long as you can see a physical timer, highly effective. That works really well with kids too, right? So, uh, which we're all just basically children, um, mildly evolved. Um, having a daily plan, reviewing that every morning and reviewing that in the evening so that you at least have intention on your priority when you're, when you're task switching to create like a trail of, of breadcrumbs from your task. So what did you last do? And then what are your next steps Okay, to make the transition time easier? Right. so like if, if you're going to get up from editing Tyler, then you might plant, you might write and define your next two editing steps to make it easier to then not have a transition. Because the wall of not knowing what to do next is oftentimes what prevents us from taking action, right? It's like, well, okay, cool, I'm going to sit down, then what am I going to do? But if it's really clear that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this, most everything else works itself out afterwards. So creating that breadcrumb trail. Um, For me, I block my email and I block um, domains. So I try to prevent, I try to protect me from me and I um, download uh, programs to not receive my inbox during the day and not be able to check third, like websites that I would waste time on. Okay. And so I know that if I pay something to block out my websites and emails that I will still subconsciously try to make that habit and thankfully, it like prevents me from me uh, having group projects or group accountability. So making things public could be highly effective for coaching. Yep. Coaching mentors. would be perfect. Right. That's yep. extra layer of accountability and commitment. Um, making the same decisions every day, which makes them really an indec- It makes them indecision at that point. So eating the same foods or uh, wearing, wearing the same, the same clothes, clothes yep. right? Wearing the same color. Uh, it makes it highly effective uh, or, you know, always doing the same activity in the same environment, having separate um, spaces for different activities. For instance, when you went boxing, Tyler, you probably didn't also find a squat rack in the middle of the boxing gym. Right. Very right. isolated area. That's right. The environment is is controlled for one specific activity always right it's interesting that uh, in our industry that we um, lead generate check email make phone calls um, and do everything all out of the at the the stoplight 
right? right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All out of one environment. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's no wonder our industry is miserably ineffective. Yeah. And, and the, the fail rate is, you know, greater than eight out of 10, right? Is because there are no barriers for effectiveness. Um, that you, we would have um, even, you could go even further with having external control like um, a lamp timer or something. Where if you maybe play video games and find yourself wasting time um, on Netflix or video games or some sort of external device, you could hook it up to a lamp timer that shuts itself off after 30 minutes. Right. Or uh, in order to control the environment, um, we uh, in order to wake up at the same time, I have an obnoxiously loud alarm that I set in uh, the bathroom. So that it would wake up Hudson if I don't wa- if I don't get up and turn it off right away. And what I know is the least effective thing for morning productivity is to have a three year old awake. And so I, I get out of bed to turn the alarm off because that has a consequence here, like in the now. Right. So uh, Alexa, for instance, tells Hudson what time he needs to start getting ready in the morning and what time he needs to leave. And then she plays music to remind him to leave in the morning. <laughs> Nice. Because he doesn't like to leave the house. And she tells him what time he needs to start getting ready for bed and what time he needs to go to bed uh, because it also takes that, responsib- that, like, rem- that responsibility of remembering yeah. to do that away from, from us. Not that we don't remember that our child it's needs to It's the energy. Sleep. It's the cumulative That's energy. Right. And when you're an executive, you just, it's white space. Like you just, people don't understand that. Ab- Decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or like you could tell people not to leave you voicemails, right? If you're someone who isn't going to check voicemails, then just set that as your standard. Don't don't email me. Don't voicemail me. Don't text me. Whatever. Yeah. And I should do yeah. that. My I, voicemail. My voice I just leave it full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leaving them. it full also works because no one can leave you a voicemail. Yeah. yeah I'll just leave it full. I mean, people the, be like, "Hey, your voicemail's full." My by camera. the way, you could just change your greeting that just says, "Hey, my my voice." Uh, box is full and it will stay full so uh, calling me back to leave me a new voicemail won't work text yeah. me shoot yeah. me whatever I, call this person 100 I, I think too like creating going to the environment i think one thing that I've, I've realized i had to do is anytime anybody wants to schedule something if they schedule with me once i tell them for future reference reach out to kate because she's at her computer, like she is at like the command station for our business. So she can always get back to people relatively quick because I'll either be out filming or driving or on somewhere. Yeah. Like, or I'll look at it and I'll just straight up forget. Oh, and so 100%. Just, so, but she doesn't, she's not wired that way. If she has a task at hand, she's like, cool, I'll get this done and I'll do this after I finish this or I'll get to this. It gets done, basically. Yeah. So. And it can be the most mundane of tasks, but I'll just, I'll space it. And yeah. I, so I just tell people, I, so I, I, if there's ever anything that needs scheduled, I always, I have to check with her anyway, because there's half time. I'm like, I'll just say yes. And you'd think I'd look at the calendar, but I'm like, yeah, it looks <laughs> nah. free. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is. I love what you said, Eric, because you, you've given me clarity about, so I'm time block guy. But time blocking isn't enough. You have to take action. And I think people are conflating with put this on your calendar and you're going to do it. That's right. That's right. And that isn't good enough. You have to not only time block, 
what you're saying is you have to then take action. And so I love that. And you're absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. And sometimes if you even want to eliminate the take action, right, then you just like create external your count your alarm your yeah. yeah the environment so i do that like not only do okay i put stuff on my calendar but if my phone didn't ring every 30 minutes to remind me to tell me that i have something to do it wouldn't it. get done yeah yeah and so when we think about how do we apply it then and and then how do we how would we apply it in business you think or what changes would we make when we find you know i think this often comes up when we find you know ceos and uh, and executives and mega agents that aren't able to get everything done. And we always give them the advice of time block it or delegate it. And sometimes those are not the best. Sometimes those are not the best answer because maybe you don't have the budget to delegate it. Right. Maybe you don't have um, the ability to time block anything else. What, what, what could you apply uh, from our conversation today and how, how someone could take action? Uh, who it's not how it's who. So like, uh, identifying people within your organization. So like, if you're like, we have folks on the ALC, so we can rely on leadership within the market center. If you're an individual agent, um, that's why you want to have an assistant, um, or you want to aspire to have like an assistant. So then you want to be able to focus on the top 20%, the income producing activities. So you're delegating those 80, that 80% are the things that's not making you money out. So if I'm broke and I don't have the ability to do any of that, how do I get there? Dude, I've been there. <laughs> Dude, y'all, y'all, I've been there. I know. Um, true. To be honest with you, allowing just to have focus and I say keep using word time blocking, but then time blocking and then taking action. And over time, the cumulative effect, you will get there. Like, you, it might not be overnight, but I have been that guy that's been so broke, didn't, you know, you're going to know if you're going to keep your house. And you just stay focused and do the activities, and then you go back and you look back and you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, I think an actionable, I think the easiest one if you don't have money is you just tell somebody, like, either that's with you or like, like somebody that you know is going to check in on you. And especially, I think somebody that you just like don't want to disappoint. That's where I think having a coach comes in Coaching. super handy. But if you can't afford a coach, you just still find somebody that's... Join a group. Yep. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's been... A, someone good. You <laughs> Right, yeah. You need to find somebody that's like, that's good, that doesn't mind also just being like, did you do it? And you don't want to say no. You what about you? What do you think? I, I mean, I think what I... A couple of things I heard from both of you is I think you first have to understand yourself. It is like, who are you? What motivates you? What, is, what do you have a pattern of that you will say yes to and say no to? For instance, in Tyler's example, Tyler will say yes to, to someone outside of himself, but will say no to himself. Same way that I am. I am the same way. Right? So the likelihood is we're probably all that way, but, but I don't know. Kate's high introvert, so maybe she's more self-motivated than external motivated like the three of us. So know yourself that way you can figure out what system, uh, what barriers or scaffolding you need in your own life in order to be able to take that action. But then I think it's also getting clear on what are the actual action steps themselves. Yeah. So saying that you will lead generate 
during this time frame is not enough. No. You need to then know what okay, are you going to do? What who am I generation? going to call? Yeah. What am I going to say? How, how, how often am I going to talk to these people? What days of the week am I going to call this list of people and that list of people get really clearly yeah. defined so that none of the action steps are ambiguous. That is the biggest thing. You have a big project and you're like, how the hell am I going to do that? But it's just like, okay, what's the, the smallest thing? And then you time block that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, understanding what that is though is can be the the challenge is where do you start yeah. right i think even if it's lead generating i'm going back to like my real estate days when i was a isa and i had to make sure that i had the the list of numbers in front of me or easily accessible yeah. i didn't want to have to look for who i was gonna to have to call it was like okay i'm gonna make these headphones. dials and then i'm gonna yeah headphones help keep you yeah. i'm gonna too. sit Just down like, and this is my only choice right there's a list it. of people yep and then it's it, it, a lot of times too, it's just getting started. I, I really am a firm believer in just do it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then just, if you don't want to do it anymore after that, don't do it. But like, I'd say 80% of the time that I just set a 10 minute timer and I'm just like, just start. And like, it, typically it just starts with sorting. Like for my B roll, like I'll go through a lot of footage and I've just got to skim. And so that's like the tedious part. But once I start, it's kind of like, okay, there's, I'm getting this. How okay. many times you go to the gym and you're on that machine and you're like, man, I don't want to be here. And For you sure. get on that machine after 10 minutes, it's like. Yep. You, <laughs> you just don't, yeah, you don't want to stop because you're just like, well, I already got started. I'm so. on here to, I may, I got another X amount of minutes. I may as well finish it out. Yep. So that's, that's, that's what, what it is. No, just, just yeah. 10 minutes can like really, even cleaning. Like I'll set a timer and just like, all right, I'm just going to clean for 10 minutes and just kind of get my desk organized. So then it's not chaotic and mm -hmm. that's typically a procrastination tool. But a lot of times I end up just getting it done. I'm like, okay, cool. I got a task done. Now it's time to do this. And then it's start. Yeah. So you're taking a bigger project. You're taking a wall that's in front of you and making it smaller into significantly smaller, significantly smaller. Right. And then, and then it's really clear because most of the time, the, the thing that causes inaction is ambiguity. Yeah. Right. Is when we get really clear on the step-by-step -step process that goes into being able to take action. Now this is not everyone, but I think most executives and most uh, real estate agents fit a, personality profile, especially when you think about agents, um, agents are never known to be highly disciplined. And, and think about the reasons why though. Agents are typically known to be um, highly, uh, they're, they're like highly agreeable and they're interactive and they're persuasive and they're engaging. They're very rarely also account have that accountant taskmaster personality. Right. Those two those two personality traits are in conflict with each other. Right. And so the person who is um, externally gregarious oftentimes needs that additional that additional scaffolding in order to take action. And so um, building that into your environment is one of the most effective ways to do that. A couple of quick examples as we as we wrap things up that I want people to be aware of and see outside of um, whatever industry they're in that cause um, big changes to happen that also save lives. So one of the, one of the examples that I love about cr crafting the environment for one outcome only is um, the concept of, of a sterile cockpit. 
And so the FAA has a restriction that under 10,000 um, feet, you can't use your electronics, right? And, right. Um, and it's not because your electronics play some mysterious um, devilish game with the um, actual plane itself. It's because the largest amount of accidents occur under 10,000 feet. Right, all the risk in in um, airplane crashes happens below a certain altitude, and so if you notice on a plane, the the flight attendants are sitting are sitting down, not talking. The pilots are in their seats, flying, not talking. That's because everyone is focused and controlling the environment for the most unsafe phase of the flight, and and in doing that, plane crashes have drastically reduced to near minuscule amount, right? We don't know the last time we probably heard of a major crash in, in America, thankfully. Big Boxer just uh, got on a plane. Uh, Gerald, I can't say, I don't remember his name, but there was a something Davis just got on a plane crash under 10,000 feet, though, as they were taking off. So I was like, dang, that's relevant, man. <laughs> like, I was like, do they have their phones out now? Yeah. But it was fine. Everybody lived. But it was like during takeoff. So it is interesting that, like, yeah. you mentioned Did that, not know most, that most plane crashes happen. Yeah. And so, but it's the FAA said in order to save lives, we must control the environment. Yeah. And in order to do that, they made it really clear that was there at 10,000 and below, sterile cockpit, right? Nothing happens except for this below this. Altitude. They should explain that. And I would be less anxious when I'm on the flight, upset yeah. while my phone isn't on. I know, right? And so <laughs> <laughs> instead of the, like, yeah. there are a lot of things that should be better explained. Like that whole. The why behind the what. Right? But when you look at, like, uh, if you go to, so another last example, if you go to a factory or to some, you know, industrial machining um, facility, you'll oftentimes see um, markers on the ground of different colors, like painted stripes. And and or even so, if you're in a if you're in a warehouse or manufacturing facility, you'll see a yellow stripe typically mm -hmm. around that, and that's usually the line where you have to wear a hard hat, right? And that that's your cue, your environmental control that says beyond this line, wear a hard hat. Same thing in the NFL, you see the box for the coaches, right? Yep. That here's where you can run, mm -hmm. and here's where you cannot. When you cross this line. You've crossed the line. Yep. And, and so we know that human behavior requires external stimulus and, and cues and triggers. Unfortunately, though, in business, we oftentimes don't take those into account. And then instead, we judge someone on the actions that they take or the inaction they take by providing them no external stimulus to take the right actions. Perfect example. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Look at all these footprints everywhere you go, six feet, social. We all know what six feet are, but that prompts you to, when you see all these six feet, oh, I need to be mindful to stay six feet. That's a good point. So what do you do in your business different this week? You know, I did like the... Uh I've had a, when you mentioned, like, type out, like, or write out, like, all right, these are the next two steps when I come back to a task. I yeah. think that's, that's helpful. I'll, like, a lot of times I'll end at a task. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to get to this point and then stop. But then thinking about how am I going to come back to it to minimize the transition phase, I think is applicable in a lot of areas. Yeah. 
like making sure you have gas before you leave the night before instead of like, yeah. oh, I'll get gas in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to the some of the things that I do time block for. There's some things that I never miss. And there's some things that I'm like, ah, I'm doing this. I'll do I'll keep doing that. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to strengthen strengthen my uh, environmental stimulus. So maybe I'm more apt to like take those times. So maybe, you, you know what I'm saying? There's still things on my calendar that I still kind of yeah. blow past. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, try to be more mindful about that. Yeah. Last, the th- two things I found that are effective for me is I need checklists and worksheets. Like worksheets are helpful for, for me because it, it allows me to, to go through a, like an answer question. So like when I'm prepping for our show, I've, have to use a worksheet right as if i'm if i'm now i'm doing content five days a week um that takes a lot of mental bandwidth right and so in order to do that i have to like unravel all of the inbound information i take in on a weekly basis in order to externalize it somehow having a worksheet and someone with me to unravel that is has been one of the most effective ways to do it so what would you say you're going to work on your business this week I, I need to, uh, I, I bought a timer this morning because that's um, something that I'm horribly time blind at. And then um, uh, I'm going to uh, also, I hired a trainer so, so that I can um, exercise better self care because nothing's more effective for productivity and for effectiveness than exercise. Yeah, so, truth. When you feel like crap, <laughs> it just sucks to work. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It does. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you think about it, it's like exercise is one of the most effective things you can do for your um, willpower. It's one of the most effective things you can do for dopamine. It's one of the most effective things you can do for your brain health. Um, yeah. And it's also one of the first things we do away with when we get too busy. Yeah. So we try to get more productive by actually disabling the thing that makes you arguably the most productive. It's, yeah. yeah, once I learned that, that, the value of like, because I'll do HIT classes, I know if I go to the gym with just like, well, I'm supposed to do these exercises, I, I very much am aware of like how much I have asked that exercises or just won't push myself or wow. just won't even know where to start. So having somebody be like, all right, you're doing this for this amount of time. And if I have to count, I'm going to lose count. Like, <laughs> you better just give me a timer and I'll just do as many as I can until you tell me to stop and I'll do the next thing. Yeah. And that's what I've, I've noticed that's. It's something I'm very, very grateful to be able to do is be able to have a trainer. So that's what I need to do. That'll be my thing. So like I have a marriage counselor. That's yeah. a coach. Yeah, I have like coach. I, I have a, a team lead coach. I have a coach over my uh, my real estate team. So I need to I need to need just bite. Coach. I need a health coach. It helps. I just need to do it. Yep. 